As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What I like to do tonight is talk about prayer simply. Prayer is simply talking to God, right? It's not complicated. You know, a lot of people tell me that they can't pray. Can't you talk? It's simply just talking to the Lord. But what does prayer, what is the purpose of prayer? Prayer prayer prepares prepares us for what lies ahead. Prayer prepares us for what lies ahead. You know, we did a study about Nehemiah. How long did Nehemiah pray before he went to build the wall? Four months! And the wall only took 52 days. We must prepare in prayer. How many times did Daniel pray a day? Three times. As a matter of fact, they tried to stop him from praying. Why does the devil don't want you to pray? Whenever the devil see you kneeling down, he's scared. He knows you mean business. He knows that you are going through the throne of grace where you can find help in the time of need. Now, if prayer is just simply talking, there's three elements of prayer that you need to know. Who do we pray to? Okay. Okay. This is good. This is why I wanted to bring it up. Now, a lot of people are praying to Jesus. That's technically not correct, right? We pray to the Father. He says, our Father. And in my fact, Jesus say, anything you ask in my name. Well, you're praying it in his name, but you're asking the Father. So, a lot of our prayers, you know, hey, we're directing them to the wrong place. We need to pray to the Father. We'll talk about it. The next thing is, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? And then the third thing is in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you some scriptures to back that up. If you would, turn to your Bible. Um, It says here, John chapter 16, verse 23. Let's take a look here. John chapter 16, verse 23. Yeah, John 16, verse 23. 
Still heard the pages flipping? <laughs> Are we there? Now listen to this. It says, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye should ask the Father. And get this, he also says, In my name he will give it you. We pray to the Father. In the name of the Son. Why? Because remember, God sees us through Jesus Christ. And then, it's all in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jude verse 20. I like to say that, Jude verse 20. There's only one chapter. <laughs> but that one's tripping you up. Jude one twenty. <laughs> Jude one twenty. Let's look at that one. That's a great book. Just read that sometime. Jude Excellent book. 120. Let's see what it says here. You got it? That was an easy one to find because you got Revelation right before that, right? Here we go. It says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Now, sometimes people say, hey, I don't know what I should pray for. I can't pray. Well, that's good. You can pray, but the Bible tells us that that Holy Spirit takes your prayer and gets it to heaven. Isn't that good? So it says sometimes we don't know what we should pray for. You ever been in a time where you're just feeling bad and you just say, Lord, help me. You don't know what to say. You're just groaning, making sounds. I'm serious. Everybody ever been like that? I know I have. Well, I caught a virus. I was in a bed acting like a baby. My wife said, I'm a terrible patient. But I was just naked. I said, Lord, help me. But you know what? I know the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you this verse, and I want you to study this one this week. Um, It's coming from Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And then we're going to get into the lesson. This is the last verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Everybody got it? It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for. Didn't I just tell you that? We don't know what we should pray for. For as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Man, it is so easy. He simply wants us to come. He says you come to be the Father in the name of the Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And even if you don't know what to pray for, I'm going to help you. So why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Pray Prayer is our greatest weapon that we have and we don't use it. And here's why. Let's look at 
verse 9. It says this. It says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first part of this prayer deals with adoration. Anybody know what that fancy word means? Adoration. It means adore. We need to adore Him. You ever think and just look into the sky? I walk my dog in the morning. His name is Shorty. He's a, um, what is he? He's a Yorkie Terrier. Boy, he's a spitfire. But we walk him in the morning, and then I'm looking at those beautiful skies and even seeing the moon out there, the stars. And I say, man, God is amazing. We adore Him. You know, it says, here's what it says. It says, where we echo what God has already said about Himself. We create an atmosphere of worship. You know, whenever you pray, don't just jump right into it. You know, pray, you know, just praising God. Adoring Him. Start with that. Does that make sense? Now, when, the part where it talks about our father, it says our, O-U-R, it shows that we adore God because of our possession. Because of our possession. He's our Father. He's our. Does that make sense? So we're linked to Him. We also, where it says Father, we adore Him because of our, because of our paternity. He's our Father. So ours, we're, He possesses us. And then the Father is our paternity. Anybody know about when you're the father or you know your parents, your kids may get mad and try to leave you, but you will always be their parents, right? So our father, our paternity. Then the next thing, which says, Howard, which, which art in heaven, we adore God because of his proximity. He's in heaven. Which art in heaven. We adore him because he's in heaven. So we're building these things up as we're praying. And then the next thing it says, Hallowed be thy name. We adore God because of his perfection. He is perfect and he's flawless. So that first part where it says, Our Father which art in heaven deals with adoration. Adoring him. So whenever you're praying, just create that mode of worship and thank Him and just glorify Him for all that He's done. Make sense? Now, the next part, the toughest part, <laughs> is submission. Submission, that's verse 10. Submission does not mark the opposite of strength, but, it's, but we submit to show our humility. Here's what... It requires. It says, Thy kingdom come. Submission requires that we give way to God. That thy kingdom come. You know, Jesus even said it. Not my will. What? But your will be done. So when it says, Thy come, we are submitting to give way to God. When it says, Thy will be done, submission requires that we garner God's word. Thy will be done. Not mine, Lord, but yours. 
And we need to get into his word. And the next part says here, in earth as it is in heaven, submission requires that we gain heaven's wage, which is grace. Grace. So we submit to God's grace. It says in earth as it is in heaven. So submission. So first we have adoration, submission. Now the next thing is, is appreciation. This portion of prayer shows God that we are thankful. It says give us. We appreciate God for what he has already given us. And that's all everything, not just food, but also spiritual things. And it says this day. We want Lord to bless us this day. It says the appreciation shows growth um, from lip service to a lifestyle of gratitude. Whenever we're grateful, we'll do three things. We'll go and perform actions to show our gratefulness. We'll go and show actions of how grateful we are to God. The next thing we'll do is we'll greet. We'll tell others about the one who is we're grateful for. And that's God. Are you grateful? If you're grateful, you're going to go. You're going to tell others about Him. Is that right? And then the third thing is give. Gladly give to God to show your gratitude. And that could be your time, your talents, and your treasures. That's what we need to do. So that's appreciation. The next thing is provision. Verse 11b there. Where it says our daily bread. It says the acknowledgement of provision is an important part of prayer. Because it demonstrates need. Our daily bread, whatever is essential for me to do, what you called me to do today, give it to me so I can do your will. Now what does it take for God to provide? Here we go. What does it take for God to provide? Three things. Faith. We must learn to trust God to supply whatever we need. Do you have faith in God? You're not going to pray if you don't have faith in God. Matter of fact, the Bible says you must believe that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You must have faith. The next thing is fruitfulness. We talked about this. Are you being fruitful where God has planted you? What are you producing? God will provide as you produce us. Your fruitfulness. Remember, He'll prune us so that we can grow more fruit. So are you being fruitful? Then the next thing is follow through. God follow through on whatever 
He has promised. So He provides for us. He tells us that He feeds the birds. He houses the birds. That means He'll take care of us as well. So when we are praying for our prayers, make sure we also pray for provision. Okay, here's the next one. Here's the one that we skip so much. Confession. Look at verse 12a. Where it says, forgive us our debts. This is often overlooked part of our prayer life. With these words, the believer is asking God to send away what he justly or legally owe. Before we can ask God to send away our sin, we must first acknowledge that we are sinners. And our confession must be fourfold. Here we go. It must be truth. You can't lie to God. He already knows anyway. So be truthful. Total. Don't just say what someone else did. Also tell the whole story. And together, we should confess to God and to those who we have wronged. And then the next thing, tolerate others' confession because God has tolerated us. Confession. So whenever you pray, do you always do you ask the Lord to forgive you? This is the model prayer. It says, forgive us our debts. Confess your sins before the Lord. And then not only that, but if you have committed sins, you should ask for forgiveness from your brother. Right? Because the Bible says he will not hear you if you haven't forgave somebody else. Now 12b, the last part of that one, is as we forgive our debtors. That's what we just talked about. But this part of the prayer is called intercession. What does that fancy word mean? Praying for others. It says, as we forgive our debtors, we need to pray for others. It says, we need to be willing to stand in the gap for the same people who have done us wrong. When we intercede, we do five things. Here we go. I'm listing them out. I'm going to do a favor for you. I'm going to give you my notes for tonight because it's pretty lengthy. <laughs> save you some save you some time. But here when we intercede, we do two things. One, believe for the bewildered. We pray for the unsaved. We're talking about intercession. We pray for these people in the box all the time. That's intercession. We're interceding for them. We need to block the enemy's barrage, protect people from danger. How many times do we pray for traveling mercies for someone? We're interceding. We need to bring back the broken. Restore people to God. Are we seeking those people that have been backslidden? Hurts by something? Number four. Build people to make them better. Change their outlook. Encourage people. 
And then we need the bridge to blessing. Jesus was our bridge to salvation. So we need to intercede. He interceded for us. Now the next one is direction. 13a. It says, lead us not. What does that say? God doesn't leave us in testing. He stays right there with us. So we are praying for direction. Lead us not. And then it says into temptation. Because God wants us to win. He cultivates the test. Because I know he will carry me through. And cultivate the test. He is a God that I can trust. So we're asking also for direction when we pray. Before you do anything, always ask for God's direction. Now the last one is protection. It says deliver us from evil. Evil from without. Wherever evil lurks, God can deliver you from it. Evil from within. God can deliver you from the evil schemes in your mind. And evil withal. When we get saved, we are delivered from the evil of eternal damnation. So this little prayer, let me actually do one more, the last thing here. To thine is the kingdom, that's talking about Lord you're reigning, you're going to come back king of kings, and the power, Lord you're able, and the glory, Lord you're worthy. And then it says, Amen, so be it. So just this model prayer, he has given us eight things that we can do. The first one was adoration. That means we adore him. We create that sense of worship. Thanking him and praising for him. Praying him. And I, normally at this time, I normally quote scriptures when I'm praying. And just praying back scriptures. That's normally what I do. Then submission. We're submitting to him. Thy will be done. And then um, appreciation. Thanking him for what he's done. And then we're asking for provision. And then we're confessing our sins. And then we're um, also interceding for others. Interceding for others. And then we're asking the Lord for direction. And then we're asking for, for protection. Did you know all that was in that little, that little short bit? Did you get it? Let's see here. Okay, I'm almost done. Let's see here. Yeah, actually, I'm going to close it right there. Next week, we're going to talk about hindrances to prayer. So we already talked about what prayer is, but next week, we'll talk about what hinders prayer. So, anybody got any questions? Any questions about what we covered tonight? Or got any input? Nobody? I know somebody got something to say. <laughs> so next week we're going to talk about hindrances to prayer. Prayer is, I just want to encourage you, prayer is important. If somebody can make a copy and pass this, we have a copy, right? If anybody want a copy of this, um, we'll, we'll get you a copy. And... 
please study it and just remember, you pray to the Father in the name of the Son, powered by the Holy Spirit. You have the Trinity going, Trinity. You have the Trinity going on all in prayer. Prayer is so powerful. Alright, if there's no question, we'll stand. That was quick. We ain't hold you long tonight. Let's pray. Our Father, it's once again that we come, Lord, just thanking you for how good you are to us. We thank you for the mode of prayer that you have given us and how powerful prayer is. Lord, we just thank you that when your disciples said, teach us to pray. Lord, you didn't even pray the prayer, but you taught us the model. And Lord, tonight we pulled out eight things that we should do in prayer. Lord, we just want to thank you for how you provided for us today. And our, as we ripped and ran, Lord God, you provided for us food and shelter. And all things, Lord, we needed to get by. And Lord God, we just ask for forgiveness of our sins. Lord God, if we've done anything that wasn't pleasing in our sight, we ask that you forgive us. And Lord, we pray for those, Lord God, that was on the prayer request tonight. Lord God, truly there's many, many that needs prayer. And Lord God, we thank you that we can be that intercessory prayer warrior for those, Lord God, that maybe that they can't even pray for themselves. But Lord God, we that know the word of truth, you tell us the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So Lord God, you have given us this power of prayer. But Lord God, prayer is the key, but faith unlocks the door. So, Lord, we just thank you for all that you do. Now, Lord, as we depart and go our separate ways, give us safety to our destinations. And we'll be so careful to thank you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.